September 18, 2019. Man, it's already week 54, Voice of the Fans, already week four of the season. Excuse me, week three of the season. How how do you like last football, man? We got some uh, tragic things that have happened. Quarterbacks going down. Some teams still looking shaky. Some teams still getting blown out. Before we get into all that, when you think of the number 18 with it being September 18th, first number that come to your mind? Oh, it's got to be Peyton. It's got to be, uh, you know, football royalty. Uh, you know, he's worn it better than anyone's ever worn it. Um, 18 is kind of a unique number, but, uh, man, he wore the hell out of it. Yeah, of course he did. Two-time champion. Peyton Manning. Um, obviously, set the stage, set the, set the, showed us football in a different kind of way. The mind, with the mind, the way he played with his mind and his arm, you know, until his arm fell off, but he could still get it done with his mind. So Peyton Manning obviously wore it best. But what about Charlie Joyner? Oh, the- uh, one of the one of the members of Air Toriel can't forget about him. I mean, that was you know. One of the most explosive offenses, uh, you know, in the history of football. So, without question, Charlie Joyner uh, definitely belongs in the conversation. Having not played in a Super Bowl, of course, you know, we can't really put him in the same category as Peyton Manning, who's played in four. But he is, he is uh, definitely a player that wore that number extremely well and a Hall of Famer nonetheless. There, there, there you go. That's all we're looking for. And the number 54, with it being week 54 this season, the first number that first guy that came to my mind is Randy White, the cowboy from back in the day. The little guy was a beast. Um, not a cowboy fan, but Randy White used to get it done. And how about you? You know, it's cool that you kind of went with the manster, you know, from back in the day. But uh, how how you missed, uh, you know, B-Wax, uh, the, the best, you know, a linebacker in the game right now um, is kind of a you know suspect. Kind of suspect. Being that you are from the two hundred six, I mean <laughs> that's you know, but that, maybe I'm just judging too harsh. Maybe I'm judging on a you know a tough crew. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the first thing that jumped to my head, but uh, good good call. That's why we that's why we have you on the line, the guy that's been the fill in the void there. So good call um, by the leader, as he made sure to let me know that he wasn't a, that. Legion of Boot defense that's still alive up there. And talk about still alive. We got somebody, guys, barely limping away um, on the opposite side of that. Nick Foles out for several weeks. Breeze looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Cam looks like he's out for a couple weeks. Big Ben, Big Ben shut it down. Funny how Deion Sanders said last week that he thought Ben would do that. Ben wouldn't finish the season, and it took one week after that for him to <laughs> call for the medics. Um, I, thought, I thought that was rather comical. Um, 
and then Eli getting benched. Which, which one of those are you most surprised about? You know, to be quite honest, I am the most surprised about the uh, the big bid. Um, you know, he doesn't miss a whole lot of games, um, and he always tries. I know he's kind of a drama queen, but at the end of the day, he always, you know, suits up and you know, gets ready for the next game. Um, that being said, now that I'm thinking about it, obviously the Drew Brees thing is kind of weird as well. I mean, just... You know, I can't remember the last time he's missed a game either. So those two definitely kind of come to the uh, forefront as far as games. Um, you know, the full thing, the cam thing, you know, Eli getting benched. I think we all knew Eli was going to get benched. I think we were kind of more surprised that he actually started the season after the way the training camp and the preseason games went in. And they just wanted to do the right, you know, respectful thing. And, hey, man, we'll, you know, We'll send you out there one more time. But these are live games, man. We gotta, you know, we have to protect the investment, which is the New York Giants. So, not surprised that that happened at all. But uh, you know, they they gave him a chance to go out with grace, and you know, hey man, are we making the wrong decision? You know, maybe we pulled the plug a little too soon last time. And hey man, you have every opportunity to see what you can do. And you know, football players age in dog years, unfortunately, and Eli Manning is 38 years old. I mean, it's just, man, the game just moves around. Those players are fast. They do a lot of stuff, and you, know, you got to see a lot of things at the line of scrimmage just to make a play happen, and, you know, it's unfortunate, but it happens to everyone. By the time it's under. Well, well, yeah, I think the, the Breeze incident was kind of the most, the way that happened, I mean, Big Ben, his elbow going out, we kind of see that, as you mentioned. Nick Foles, we already know what, you know, that play can actually happen any time. They're trying to take that play away from the game, actually. But what happened to him? And Breeze was just kind of the oddest because it looked like Donald just tried to rip his thumb off. Um, you know, that's almost what happened when we, when, if you look at the replay of what happened to Breeze. So uh, that's kind of the most surprising because – he has missed one game as a Saint. You know, he obviously had the injury of leaving San Diego, but uh, he missed one game as a Saint. And so that's kind of most surprising. You know, Big Ben takes some shots, so it's not surprising that he'd be out for some time. But for him to be out for the season is kind of actually surprising to me. Um, so, yeah, these, these teams have opportunities for some young guys. And I'm kind of surprised. And I was looking at Cam the other day. Uh, watching him play against Tampa Bay and it was like the worst of the worst. I really down on Jameis Winston. I thought he was going to be a better pro than a college player, but he hadn't, he seemed like the best 70% is about the best you're going to get out of him. C minus C plus is the best performance you're going to get out of Jameis Winston. And then Cam, there's some throws he makes well. He makes it really well. He, he made it in that game on Monday night, he, or was it Thursday night? Made some game, some throws really well, and then other throws not so well. And it's hard to blame the injuries because again, I saw him make some pretty good down and out twenty yards away and ripping it, and then the other throws went over his head. So it's it just it's just kind of odd. So have we seen the best of him? What, what are your thoughts on that? 
without question, we've seen the best of Cam Newton. I mean, that 15 and one season MVP was, you know, legendary, remarkable. It got him all the way to the Super Bowl with a team that wasn't really all that good. So, and then the following year, they came out just head heading for him. You know, um, I don't know how many replays that you saw where you know he's sliding, but cats are still coming. You know, full speed ahead. I mean, you know, it's just an accumulation of those types of hits that after a while, I mean, it will it will affect your performance. And he hasn't been healthy. Um, he had the shoulder issue and the foot issue. Um, I had a friend tell me he looks like he's just not enjoying football and, you know, it's just a responsibility to him at this point. And, you know, they start out 0-2. I have them going 0-3. We all know that once you go 0-3, it's pretty hard to make the, you know, the playoffs. Um, They have a little bit of a, you know, handicap in New Orleans given the fact that Drew Brees is going to miss the six weeks. So maybe they're not as on their game as they should be, in which case the NFC South is a little bit up for grabs because the, the next best team, Atlanta, is not, you know, that formidable. So maybe they can do some things, but it would all start with this game. I just don't really feel like they have a momentum, intensity, or, you know, positive energy coming out of Carolina. So I think they're just trying, trying to hold on, maintain, and just kind of see what happens. But the season is so long that, you know, the first quarter just doesn't look good for those guys, to be quite honest. Okay, well, yeah, we'll see how things transpire, and you're probably right. Um, are, were you impressed by the Browns on Monday night at all? Not at all, man. Not at all. I mean, we we saw the way the Jets, you know, competed against the, the Bills. Um, we saw how the Miami Dolphins have kind of you know, lay down on some teams and, you know, kind of let them roll over them. I don't know what that's all about, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get back to that later. We'll get back to that later. I, I, I'm coming back around. I'm coming back around full circle. I'm coming back around full circle. We'll leave that for a little bit later in the show. But what I'm trying to say here is that I really expected the Cleveland Browns to come out after losing the first game and just really show that dominant performance. And it showed kind of like they – it kind of got by, you know, you were expecting them to kind of get a, you know, a minus and they kind of got a B minus C plus and kind of, you know, got past it, you know, uh, the backup what? quarterback broke his ankle is the third string quarterback Luke Falk. And it just, you know, it, did, it didn't look like. So what's my man? What's to make my, the playoffs to me. What's, what's my man's name? Number 95. The big two do Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is, is Miles. Was he dirty out there on Monday night? Was oh, he, he was dirty. He was. He was definitely old school. He was playing like was it was '87, man. It, was he taking it to another level on Monday night? Because I was watching. I was he, like, this guy. <laughs> he's really getting down. He's really playing out here. He's not playing out here. Oh. Without question, the way the, the way the rules are at this point, I mean, you saw how many penalties Clay Matthews got for, uh, you know, getting there on time and just, you know, falling down on the quarterback the wrong way. Yeah, this dude was taking two and three extra steps. Yeah, and and that's how dude broke his leg. I mean, I, I saw that. I was like, I don't want nobody to get hurt out here. But only because he, he was on the play, 
Garrett was already on the play, he's going to go down and it was kind of unnecessary right there that for him to jump on him like he did. But even though, I don't know, he might have broke his ankle before he landed on him, but I know him landing on him didn't help. Did not help. Um, so that the what I what I saw from that game outside of Miles Garrett out there, <laughs> um, looking like looking like uh, my man for the Rams. Looking like Andromic and Sue. Deacon Jones, that's what I'm thinking about. He was out oh, there. Thinking about, oh, you, oh, yeah. He was yeah. out there. Like he, 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 thought it, he thought it was 1970s rules, man. Yeah. Well, if I just, I'm already, you know, in, in motion. And it's okay. It's like that. None of that. Um, yeah, okay. So I, I saw Baker Mayfield kind of looking erratic. That's what I saw. And that's what kind of hurt the team to a to a point is Baker Mayfield when Baker Mayfield wasn't taking advantage of the opportunities that he had. Um, he was missing some throws. He he personally was erratic. He was just wide on some throws, over on some throws, some throws that he should have hit. But again, there were some good balls in there. But he could have been better with, with some throws, four or five throws that were just errant that didn't keep the drive alive, and that's kind of what hurt him. He he's erratic. And I guess it's the second year you should expect it from him, but you know he he does have the tools and he just got to bring it together. Um, unlike Cam, who I you know never developed the tools, if you will. Um, so that's what I saw out of those guys, and that's probably what we'll see through the season. But the team was good enough. I mean, they won what twenty three to three, so they was able to put up some points, uh, cause some turnovers, and yeah, they didn't blow them out, but. You know they had a decent, uh, a good double-digit win. You could you could say that, right? You can say that, but I didn't really see the. Uh, I mean, obviously, from a distance side of the, you know, the first what Bryce did and, and what he was able to do. But on the offensive side of the ball, I didn't really see an identity. I didn't really see what they were trying to do. Um, maybe a lot of that was can be attributed to kind of what you were touched on before. Just um, him making errant throws, and you know those are you know drive stoppers, and you know down in distance is always very important. But just with the weapons that he has, he just expect the level of expectation was a more explosive offense than what I saw. Uh, what was the full field goals? I mean, touchdown or was it three field goals, two touchdowns? One of the defense. It was not. It was not a trade game. Um, for a team that's supposed to be, you know, winning the division and going to the playoffs, I just want to expect a little bit more against the Jets. That's all I'm saying. And and you're not wrong. You're not wrong in saying that. But I don't think nobody anticipates them being, um, you know, the 84 49ers. So I don't, I don't know who, who, who expected that because they're, you know, again, they're still a young team. And that's actually what I saw on – Monday night that there's still there's still plenty of room for growth there. And okay, I, so quick question, quick question. After that Jets performance, do you consider the Cleveland Browns a playoff team? I, I picked them for the playoffs. I'm gonna hold on to that. Yeah. No, I'm not oh, so you still holding on to that? Yeah, I'm not gonna change my pick. I again. Oh, okay. 
again, they had a bad game. Is that, pri- is that prideful or observation that we're talking about here? No. From what, from what you saw against the Jets? No, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Good teams beat, win the games they're supposed to win, number one. Number two, they beat this team by 20 points. Again, double-digit win, and even not play, not looking good, as you already stated. Baker Mayfield went fifty percent, fifty five percent for that game. I expect him to get better, be better than that come November, December. So that was, a, as you state, it's already it was a bad game, yeah. But they can get better, and they still beat the team by twenty points. So could they have got better? Could they have blown them out by thirty points? Of course, yeah. That's you. I understand why you would expect that, but they still won by twenty points. They still have time to get better. So, yes, I'm going to hold on to that pick right there. Um, Jalen Ramsey, the man in his trade. Well, Mika. Mika to Pittsburgh, I'm I'm not upset about that. I'm not upset about that. Number one, because the defense has given up, what, 73 points in two games? So, he was out there. No, no, Cam, no. He, he was, he was 100, 100, 102 points in yeah. two games. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. You couldn't wait to spit that one out. You got that one written down or something. Well, I mean, we, I mean, I mean, if you're going to be thirty points off, I can answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just spit it. I don't want you. I don't want you to lose credibility out here, man. You know, no, but two points again, yeah. again. In two games, he was out there. He was part of that. You know what I'm saying? So, come, come on. I, I I can't be that mad because he wasn't that much of a different maker for us. So, and we got a first-round pick. And I don't know what Pittsburgh is thinking about because that first-round pick is going to be in the team about the same place we we drafted him. But, again, my question is, number one, my question is, so, so what about the draft pick? But when you put a team together, Aren't there certain things you want on your team? So you want out of some players. You want somebody mad because they're going to lose in games. You want somebody frustrated and pissed off because they're losing. I want that type of personality on my team. And playing safety, we we drafted them two years ago for a reason. We just throw that draft away. Just throw, throw them away. I mean, they got a, again. They got a first round pick, and that first round pick will likely be in the team. But isn't that the type of player you're looking for? Is it? When you when you go back to redraft, isn't that the type of attitude and personality you're looking for? So why would we get rid of it? That I have a problem with that. It's just like where is this team going? It does it, it does not make sense to collect all these draft picks, coach. You're gonna draft these guys next year. You're gonna miss on half of them. And the other half ain't gonna be enough for you to get done. Two, three years from now, we're gonna be in the same exact position. Make the sign of the good coaches. Take what you have, put a team together, and win what you got. Why the hell are you running Ryan Fitzpatrick out here week after week? What the? What kind of sense does that make? Put the young boy in the game. If you're already conceding, okay, we're gonna go with youth here. Put the young boy in the game and let him get some. Game reps. Let them get some experience. You running out here with Ryan Fitzpatrick? What the hell is that going to do for anybody? Man, is there what, – what you 
I, I swear I tell you that's not the guy. I, I've been saying that for all season. And I'm sorry uh, about the racial demographics of the coaching out there, but I don't think this is the right guy. Your thoughts, Mr. Cleveland? Well, I've, I've had a few people chime in about this, saying that, hey, man, it's a little premature. It's only the second game of the season. If you look at the Miami Dolphins roster, it looks abysmal. Not quite sure how they won any games last year either. Oh, well. Uh, what they have. But that that being said, that being said, you're right. When you get all those draft picks, you have to be really, really good and really, really savvy about how you use them. Neither one of us thinks Flores is a Pete uh, Carroll um, guru, Jimmy Johnson type. So even if you have the picks, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit home runs on all of them. So you're accumulating them, but you're already kind of acknowledging that you've made mistakes all over the board. So you traded the second rounder for Josh Rosen. You don't play him ever. But maybe the reason you don't play in Denver is because, A, you don't want him to raise confidence with his team. And, B, he just never really looks better than Fitzpatrick, you know, in practice. So you might as well go with a veteran. You might as well go with someone that can take all the bullets, you know, all the criticism that's going to happen. So you do that. Stop it. Now, is is Floyd the person to build this team from the ground up? You know, I don't know. From that Belichick coaching tree, you know how I feel about that. The branches are a little bit brittle, but maybe this is a little bit stronger branch. We don't know just yet. You guys go 0-16, you know, maybe I I think tanking for Tua is kind of a mistake because I don't think Tua is a generational kind of quarterback. But, you know, we'll see how the rest of the college season plays out. You're going to have quite a few picks, so, you know, you should already have your – you're going scouting, going out and watching big college football games. You are relishing in this, aren't you? you this is, you're enjoying seeing the 100-3 beatdown, aren't you? you? You always have to be sad when you see a professional team, you know, kind of perform like this, Cam. I mean, nobody wants to see this. You know, these no. players have families and friends and, you know, reputations and egos and, you know. Pride and feelings. Nobody wants to see these, these kind of beat downs. I mean, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not sure if the Miami Dolphins would win the uh, Texas High School State Championship right now. That's bad. They're looking right now. You cut it out with the blasphemy here. He's really enjoying this, folks. He's really enjoying what he's saying right now. So I should, I let him run on a little too long there. What about Jalen Ramsey? Do you want Jalen Ramsey in Seattle? Did he go to Kansas City? What do you think should happen with Jalen Ramsey? Would absolutely love to have Jalen Ramsey up here in Seattle this season. Do not want to give up a first-round pick or multiple picks for him. Uh, Third round is as high as my confidence will allow me to um, be okay with. But if he was here, I would be ecstatic. A third-rounder? Third-rounder. Are you kidding me? No. We're talking about Jalen Ramsey for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, in, in, the same, in the same breath that we were talking about Josh Norman a couple of years ago and, you know, the same breath that we're talking about Xavier Howard 
uh, last year. You know, you're always talking about corners, man. Jalen has not really proven that he's just that guy, that shutdown dude. And plus, come on, man, look at all the baggage he's coming with. He's coming with straight schizophrenia. We don't, you know, hey, man, we're already kind of okay up here, man. But, yeah, if we had you and, you know, Pizza Dog Whisperer. There's only two dog whisperers in the league. One of them's name is Pete Carroll. The other one's name is Bill Belichick. So we already know that we can probably turn them around, maybe for a season or two. But, hey, man, I'm not trying to, you know, mortgage the farm for it. You mean include Sean McVay in that category as well? Morgan no, I, I don't. No, I don't. As far as dog whispers, no, yeah, no. I don't think there's any way in the world Sean McVay would have been able to hold beast a locker room with beast mode, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, and Michael Bennett at the same time. No. You, heard, you heard nothing from Dominican Sue. Dominican Sue is 47 years old. I'm talking about guys that are in their prime, man, like Hall of Fame type players. All right. All right. Do you so? What do you think Ramsey should go? The you, uh, Reed, um, Andy Reed, he'll take him in Cleveland or, in, or yeah, in Kansas City. Excuse me, he'll take him in Kansas City. And so, in Cleveland or Kansas City, will be ready for that champ, for that Super Bowl. What do you think? I mean, it's a possible. I mean, you know, obviously, if he went to, you know, I think those are the two best destinations for him. Um, it just depends on what you want to give up. I, I think that Kansas City, as far as they are concerned, were an offsides off from being in the Super Bowl last year, and they're, you know, more explosive, dare I say, than they were last year. So, yeah, if he can, they already went out and got Frank Clark. They gave up a first-rounder for him. So they actually don't have a first-rounder, right? Oh, they may, they may actually have a first round this year. I don't know, man. Future, yeah, I think that would be a lot to give up. That would be a, be a lot to give up, man. I don't know. And plus, you're, you're, you're bringing in someone that you feel is going to kind of disrupt the chemistry of your locker room anyways. So the question is, is the benefit worth the risk of destroying that? Man, he's, 20, he's 24 years old, man. I mean, he's gonna jail with anybody, any locker room. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't buy that. Um, I think, I, I think the best place for him would be Kansas City if he decides to actually leave, or if Jaguars. I mean, I don't know why they, I wouldn't be in a hurry to let him go. I tell you that. Uh, if I, if I'm the Jaguars, and especially if he's gonna play, and I know he wants to play, so knowing that that type of guy wants to stay on the field. You know what I'm saying? Uh, never mind what he said to the media or anything else. It just as long as he shows up on Sunday, um, I'd be good with that if I was Jacksonville. So I would be. I definitely would not be in a hurry to trade him. But I think Kansas City would be would be a good fit. Let's take a break here, Mr. Cleveland. Uh, the people at What's Good the Sports want to want to talk to you. Talk to the fans and make sure you guys tune into the website. Every Cleveland, have you seen the What's Good in Sports website? Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Lots of uh, positive stories and lots of great content. Um, the people there told me uh, personally, make sure you guys go visit the website. So please 
when you get a chance after the show, check out the what's good in, what's good in sports.com website. So in week two of the NFL Cleveland, which was a better win or worse loss? Was it a better win for the Colts or a worse loss for the Titans? Oh, definitely a worse loss for the Titans. Uh, the Colts should feel very um, fortunate they were able to have that victory and, you know, against a division opponent. I mean, given the fact that Jacoby Brissett is going to roll out there for 16 games, I mean, yeah, you got to get those. Are you expecting – are you expecting anything from the Titans this season? I'm expecting, at, at this point, I'm expecting uh, a little bit more optimism, given where they were coming into the season, you know, nine and seven. I feel, I think they they feel that they're in, you know, competition for the uh, division title. Well, is that still yet to be seen? What about the Lions? Was that a better win for the Lions or worse loss for the Chargers? Oh, worst loss for the Chargers. My goodness, they're playing the division with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You get any separation between KC and the L.A. Chargers, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be a uh, pedal to the metal blowout. So, you know, they have, you know, I won't say issues at running back because, you know, Eckford has stepped in and, you know, proven to be, you know, you know formidable at the first couple of games. But, uh, you know, they don't even have all their personnel out there. So you fall too deep into a hole before you can get guys like uh, – you know, the safety uh, war back in the game, and, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon is going to be a problem. Yeah, the the Chargers, is, the Chargers are in trouble. Um, the injuries kind of bit them early. They're using a step, the next man up mentality, but how many guys do you have? The guys filling in weren't the same caliber of the guys that you're missing. Otherwise, the guys that you're missing wouldn't have been so important. Exactly, and I, I misspoke. It was it's Derwin James that's missing the uh, the, the, the some two months with the uh, the injury. So, yeah, up and coming safety. So I, I like the attitude, the mentality the guys come with. However. I mean, you just can't keep doing it year after year. And uh, it's unfortunate that uh, the Chargers may be snake-bitten in that sense. Um, injuries just keep hampering them year after year after year. And it, it's it's unfortunate. But Anthony Lynn's a, a, a solid coach, and he, he's proven that he can keep the ship steady, if nothing else. Um, he, he's definitely proven that over the years he's been there because he's changed the team was collapsing before he got here, and now they're at least staying steady, right? Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. He's been the steady hand, and um, when they face adversity, they know they can lean on him, and, you know, he'll be a calming factor for him. So let's see if they can get this ship right, although they do have a tough contest against the Houston Texans coming up this weekend. The Falcons or the Eagles, was that a better win for the Falcons or worse loss for the Eagles? I'm going to say better wins for the Falcons just because the uh, Eagles got to play that receiver, you know, during the game. Uh, you know, the uh, Maserati slash Lamborghini slash Deshaun Jackson guy, uh, you know, the fans can only take so much. So once he left the uh, 
the offense, and then giving that down the field presence. And then, you know, losing Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, I guess they were kind of fortunate with the backups they had to kind of hang in the game. So, you know, much better win for the Falcons. Uh, well, I thought it was a bad loss for the Eagles. I mean, you're supposed to beat the Falcons. The Falcons are as is, is, uh, Jekyll and Hyde as you get. And their cornerbacks for the last couple of seasons have been real suspect. Um, Jenkins can't get everywhere and cover everybody. and they're, They've been real suspect, and they, they're prone to giving up the big play. And sure enough, late in the game, they gave up the big play to – Julio Jones, and that was a terrible loss for the Eagles, who's supposed to be fighting for their division championship and their Super Bowl berth. You got to beat the Falcons, especially in that situation. And as I mentioned, the Chargers and the Eagles cost me in my confidence pick. Hmm. Chargers cost you, and um. Yeah, I had a not so good start here at the beginning of the season. As I'm okay. seventy percent to my to Cleveland's ninety three percent, but wow. that well that won't last long, folks. So he does wow. it won't last long. I'm not worried about that. Oh, okay. more spaghettios in the way. Okay. Going into the week two, Cleveland, we both had New England, humbling the Dolphins. I had Cam. We talked about Cam earlier. I had Cam over the Buccaneers, kind of disappointed in that loss. I also had San Francisco over Cincinnati. And you have Cincinnati for some reason. You want to tell the people why? Oh, I know why, because they battled Seahawks so good. You thought they were going to go and beat on San Francisco. That blows the NFC West division rival there. Well, it, it, it was it was twofold, Cam. I, I wasn't overly impressed with the way the 49ers came out in the first game. I thought going across the country um, to Cincinnati would be a tough game. And was, oh. Okay. You're going to have to kill that logic, big guy, because you see that's happened two weeks in a row, right? Okay. I, I have my own formulas and uh, philosophies, and I'm, you know, we'll work it out. I mean, two weeks in a row, you try to use the same logic. It didn't work for you, but you keep working. You keep doing that. Uh, we both had the Chargers. We talked about the Chargers. Uh, uh, I had Minnesota beating Green Bay. And then Minnesota going to Green Bay. Your boy Aaron Rodgers, is, is uh, he's high in the hog over there, isn't he? He finally got a defense to play with him. And Minnesota has Kirk Cousins. Um, just when you expect him to be good and look good, <laughs> here comes Kirk Cousins proving exactly who he is. And uh, I feel bad for Minnesota. <laughs> That's all I can say about that game. And you had Green Bay. Was it because of that reason, or well, why did you have Green Bay? You know, I'm actually uh, a little bit disappointed in A-Rod these last two games, not uh, looking like the offensive juggernaut they have in the years past. Um, him and the coach have not quite zinned, um, not quite on the same page just yet. But fortunately, like you said, the defense has been carrying those guys after, you know, getting rid of, uh, you know, shedding uh, some older players and just getting younger and faster and stronger. And, yeah, they're, 
they seem to respond. And so I think they're forcing to win both of those games because the offense did not play well. Yeah, they jumped out to an early lead and held on and got two interceptions from Kirk Cousins, so that really helped helped them at least not allow Minnesota to score. So shame on them. Uh, but we'll see how that rematch happens in the season. I still expect Minnesota to be – I'm not sure if I picked them. Did I pick them to win the division? I thought they are going to have a better season than Green Bay. I know that for sure. Uh, both of us had Tennessee over the Colts. The Colts actually won that game. Seattle, Pittsburgh, you, Homer, didn't even pick your own squad to go cross town, cross country with that same logic. There you go again, and lost to the Steelers. Um, yeah, that was the uh, that was the reverse jinx that was, you know, in full effect. So yeah, it was. Uh, oh, you playing that one? I planned that one. Yeah. Okay, so you gave up that loss. Okay. Uh, well, it was a good win. Uh, um, the, the Seahawks, they could have won by a few more points to help me beat the spread, but a good, good win for them nonetheless. And New Orleans versus the Rams, we talked a little bit about that game. Were you, was it all about Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater not able to step up and play and fill in adequately? A hundred percent, yes. The New Orleans Saints go as far as Drew Brees can take them, and without any Drew Brees, they don't go anywhere. Well, Drew Brees only got a couple more years left. I mean, what is Drew Brees? Just uh, off script a little bit. What is Drew Brees ranking your top? Is he top ten quarterback in your book? What does Drew Brees rank? He got a Super Bowl, so you can't you can't shit on him too much because he got a Super Bowl. He he got records because he's been playing. For uh, you know, without without breaking down the history of the NFL too tough, he, uh, he's definitely without question top fifteen and top ten. It's not it's not too much of a reach. Um, you know, just kind of without doing the you know the research, but yeah, somewhere between ten and fifteen for sure. I'm sorry. I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to pull up Drew Brees stats. What stats you want to look at? Seventy thousand yards passing. You, you can't. You can't. You can't. We, we, don't stat me to death, man. He's only got one ring. He's only got one ring, and he's only played for two. So he got, he got played. Actually, I'm sorry. He hasn't even. He hasn't even played for two. He's got one ring. He's one for one, man. He's Jeff Hostetler. He's Mark Britton. As no. far as that's concerned, no. No. So no. The stats, no. the stats are guiding me, man. But no. you know, is he better than is he better than Troy Aikman? I don't know. Well, Troy Aikman got three of them. Come on now. So he's got three, right? He might be a better quarterback than Troy Aikman. Actually, he might be better. Oh, okay. 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 Twelve-time Pro Bowler. I mean, better than Steve Is he better than Steve Young? How many got? He got two, right? He, he no, wanted... he's got one. Steve is one for one. When he played on the Niners, didn't he? Wasn't he on the backup on the Niners, the '88 Niners? No. Yeah, one ring. Aaron Rodgers has played for it twice. Yeah. Who's better, yeah. Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? Steve Young got three rings. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, excuse me. As a starting quarterback, Steve Young has one Super Bowl victory. <laughs> one that you remember. You only give him Steve credit for one. <laughs> I'm only giving yeah, I'm only giving Steve the credit for this the game we started. The other two were Joe Montana. What's the other? Yeah, no. That doesn't really add to his legacy per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we don't give him extra rings because he was uh, holding the clipboard for Joe Montana. Elway's got two. I hear you. I can't. And Roethlisberger's got two. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. I can't. And he's two. And he's two and one. That's why it was what one and one. I mean, you know, it's 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 a tough debate, man. When it all shakes out, I. No less than 15. Probably closer to 10. Drew Brees. Drew Brees yeah. is a man. Um, Drew Brees is a beast, bro. All, all, the, all the years he played, not – I understand what you're saying, the stats, et cetera, don't stat you deaf. I get it. Truly, I get it. However, he's been doing it a long time, man. And he's, been, he's a good quarterback. Uh, and you, you, already, you already mentioned, confirmed it when you said as – the Saints go, as Drew Brees goes, the Saints go, period. Right? Period. Period. I mean, bro, he got more passing yards than anybody in the NFL, bro. Anybody. I mean, you name somebody, he got more more yards than him. He is a number one, uno, number uno on the list, bro. Yeah, that, that list is non-existent. There is no one. That's great. He's got one Super Bowl appearance and one Super Bowl victory. He won when he got there, bro. It's that it's harder when the Super Bowl. Bro. Okay, so he's so he's the same as Jim McMahon. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. You compared <laughs> That's funny, I'm sorry, fans. You compared Drew Brees to Jim McMahon. I had to put it in perspective, man. You keep you keep trying to stab me to death about this one Super Bowl. He's got as many as Jim McMahon. You're blinded by the Super Bowl. That's what you're blinded by. You're blinded by the Super Bowl champion. You're, you're blinded by the Super Bowl championship. That's it. That's it. You're blinded by it. And I'm just saying, when you're trying to use that to give validation, you would you would have more credibility using the stats as validation than the one Super Bowl. I mean, one Super Bowl has happened, man. No, I didn't Joe bring Flacco's, up. I didn't bring Joe up. Joe Flacco got a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer got a Super Bowl. No, no, I didn't bring up Super Bowl. You brought up Super Bowl. I didn't bring that up. Yeah, I said he only had one. So how high on this list do you want to put him, man? You just throw out court. I mean, you just throw out quarterbacks all day, and he's not. And if you're just throwing out quarterbacks, he gets to ten, twelve real fast, man. You just start saying guys like like you just said, like Tom Brady, and I mean, Joe Montana, and Terry Bradshaw. And Troy Aikman. He might have been better than Aikman and Bradshaw. And better quarterback than oh, oh, okay. Okay. Go right along. Go right along. You don't know, right you know, know it's true, bro. Every time the game. How, how could he be better than someone that played in four Super Bowls in six years? It wasn't all Bradshaw. Come on, man. You know that. Come stop it, man. I don't have to tell. I don't have to give you okay. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How Another many other time. Another time. Another time. Like I said, he's one for one and his stats are enormous. 
He's somewhere how, between ten and fifteen. How many how many Hall of Famers played with Bradshaw? I think ten. Okay, how many played with Drew Brees? I don't I don't know the Hall of Fame stats. Is that is that how we're comparing quarterbacks? Second guess. I mean I'm just saying. <laughs> how would you want to guess how many played with Drew Brees? Probably two or three. And we're gonna talk about somebody who played with him in San Diego. Um Tomlinson. So come on, man. Okay, so, so you're, put, you're putting Drew Brees over Dan Marino, right? No. Is that, is that what you're saying? No. I. This is your this this championship lingo is I your. Said, I said. I said. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I said he was between ten and fifteen, and you got all indignant, thinking that that was just way too low. And you started throwing me all these stats. He's seventy thousand yards, and he's. Second all-time touchdowns, and you know, okay. Drew's had an illustrious career, very long, very accomplished. But yeah, somewhere between ten and fifteen is where I would feel comfortable. If you feel differently, then man, break out your quarterback list. Listen to this. Listen to this. In one single season, one single season, just. One season. <laughs> it goes Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes at nine, Dan Marino, or Patrick Mahomes at eight, Dan Marino at nine. Drew Brees is out here at two, at four, at five, at six, at ten. Before Matthew Stafford fills in a couple times, Drew Brees is back on this list at 11, bro. I'm just, just looking at the list. I know the game has changed. I understand that. I get those game has changed. Drew Brees played great football, man. Great quarterback position. He's probably higher than that. Uh, um, he's probably more like eight or nine, bro. He's probably more like eight. I am, I, I am more than willing to get into that conversation and come up with where we think Drew Brees is for next week, that sounds like an interesting conversation, man. And I think that it will oh, be on right. my list somewhere between to, 10 and 12. We, we're about to do it right now. Sorry, 10 and 15. We're about to do it right now. So, Tate Manny, is he better than uh, No, 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 I need to take my time, man. I need to take my time. No, I'm I need to look at the list. I need to absorb. I'm not just going to go with you with just you throwing names out to stat me to death and he did this and he did that and here's where he is on this on the touchdown list and the yardage list and the wins list and yes no 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 I need to put it all into the gumbo mix it in and pull it out okay and then tell you from my expert statistician abilities where Drew Brees ends up. I'm just and again, my prediction is somewhere between 10 and 15. I might be surprised. I might throw the Drew Brees information into the Rolodex and it comes spits back out like, wow, really, after I did all the assessment and the acknowledgement, he's like seven. But probably I'm going to say like a between 10 and 15. Let me throw some names that is he better than Drew Bledsoe? Better than Drew Bledsoe. How about Vinny Tessaverde? He is better than Vinny Tessaverde, yes. How about Carson Palmer? He is better than Carson Palmer, yes. Okay. 
You understand how your conversation was kind of asinine? I already put him at 10 or 15 all time. And I, you're I throwing like, out cats that are not even in the Hall of Fame trying to make a comparison. That makes no sense. I, I, know, I, know. I, I, already, I already said 10 or 15 all time. Why are you throwing people in there that, that aren't even going to make the Hall of Fame? Is he better than Eli Manning? He's better than Eli Manning. Is he better than Ben Roethlisberger? Wow. Question mark. I have to go back and take a look. Ben's been to three Super Bowls, right? He beat the he beat Seahawks when they beat the Steelers. He beat Arizona. That's two. Did he lose? Lost to the Packers. Okay, so that's three. Okay. Is he better than Big Ben? Man. Big Ben. Got to look it up. Got to do a little bit more research. That's that's not a definite quite just yet. Is he better than Brett Favre? Wow, the numbers are so similar. I don't know. Brett Favre's been in two Super Bowls. I don't know. Played an awfully long time. I think he has the all-time record in every statistical category. So let me do some research on that. I'm interested to know where Drew Brees falls on your list. I'm interested to know where Drew Brees falls on young Sam Rothstein's list. I mean, the fans want to know. So, oh, I'm interested to put it together now. It's been such a debate. I thought it was kind of a casual conversation. You go, wow. Yeah, I am more than happy to do the research on it. I'm looking at – that's a good question. Is he better than Ben? Big Ben? I would say yes, but Ben got three of them, though, or Ben got two of them. He's got two and he's been to three, yeah. And, yeah, we haven't really looked into the numbers too, too tough just yet. Mm-hmm. Is he better than Warren Moon? Wow. He's better than Warren Moon. Okay, last question. I'm not going to ask you any more after this. Do you have Big Ben better than John Elway? Or, excuse me, do you have Drew Brees better than John Elway? No. Elway went there five times? Five Times five, <laughs> <laughs> two and three. Yeah, man. Ellie was there. That's why I was emphatic. No, five to one, man. No, yeah. And back to back, even with the guy running the tote in the rock, that I don't think should be in the Hall of Fame, but still got Elway those two. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, the layers are deep. The layers are deep and thick, aren't they, Cam? Ooh. All right. All right. You up for one more? I got one more question. Drew Brees has to be in your top ten. If, if you tell me – if you think I like I think he has to be in your top ten, is Drew Brees better than Phillip Rivers? He's better than Phillip Rivers. I don't know where you can I, – I don't know who you put in front of him. I don't know. You got Joe Montana. Are you going to say Johnny United? See, you you gonna come up with you're gonna come up with something like uh, Donovan McNabb because he went to the MVP he went to the NBA, in, NFC. Bro, man, come on, man, you gotta you know I I won't even take it back to the Bart Starr, Roger Staubach, Bob Greasy days, man. I won't even go that far. I won't. 
but it, it will it will start with Bradshaw, and we'll go from there. Bradshaw, come on, man. I know you're still you're still tripping about those four those four Super Bowls, huh? Again, he you're still like like that like that just he had so much talent that he just had to win, right? I mean, nothing to do with him. He was not Hall- the number one pick in the draft. Ten Hall I mean, of Famers, come on, man. Ten Hall of Famers, come on. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Bradshaw was dunk. I'm just saying come on, he played with ten Hall of Famers. Get out of here. Come on, man. I mean, that's come, come, I mean. Bradshaw with four, Montana with three, Brady with six, Aikman with three. I mean, you were already to like five, man. I haven't even really gotten started. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Drew Brees is not better than Peyton Manning, okay? Okay, again, you got – Of his contemporaries, he's not better than. Of his contemporaries, Drew Brees is is in the top five. So – Great. That's what's in the top five, and I haven't even gotten historical with it. I just gave you some historical names, and you and you scoffed at Kerry Pratchett with four Super Bowl rings. I mean, if you you're just you're blinded by the rings. If you want to use that argument, you're blinded by the rings. Blinded by the rings. Right. Hey, and I don't blame you. Some some you know some novices often get kind of taken a lead led astray very easily. You know, I I get it. I, I truly did get it. So if you look, dig, do your homework, you'll find out that there's not seven or eight quarterbacks better than Drew Brees. Okay. We like just, I said, I just this, named, this list, list will come together pretty quickly. And like I said, it will be somewhere between 10 and 15. We can agree on five quarterbacks right now that are, are, are better than Drew Brees. After that, your your list gets, it gets a little thin real quick. It okay. Gets, it gets thin real Can't. quick. Can't can't wait to do the research and really delve into some things and and uh, you know kind of show you a different perspective. But can it'll be between ten and fifteen? Is Jim Kelly better than Drew Brees? Yes. You have Jim Kelly better than Drew Brees. I have Jim Kelly ahead of Drew Brees. Four straight Super Bowls? Are you joking? Oh my goodness gracious! Are you joking? It's never ever happened. It's not even come close. No one has ever come close to going to four straight Super Bowls. I mean, that's balling. Don't get me wrong. So then, what? So then, why are we having It doesn't take that long to get to ten, man. And of course, I'm going to throw the gym machine get Kelly in there four times in a row. Drew, Drew Brees has twice as many yards. And two of those, and two of those possibly to the Cowboys. So we don't even count those. No, they don't. They don't count because <laughs> they would finish. They don't count because you lost to the game. That's like, that's like losing to the Chicago Bulls, man. That just don't count, man. You got all the way there, and then there was Michael Jordan in Canada. It just don't count, man. You tried. You went to the championship, man. This guy. You cannot put Drew Brees. You cannot really. Are you really putting Drew Brees ahead of Jim Kelly? I might have Drew Brees. For real, man. For real, man. With all the numbers, with all the numbers, with the 70,000 and 500 touchdowns and 14 consecutive 4,000-yard years, whatever the numbers say to you, man, are you saying that you're putting Drew Brees ahead of Jim Kelly in that Buffalo offense? 
I would put no Saints offense ahead of that Buffalo offense. So that's not a question. That's not the question there. Again, when has Drew Brees played with the somebody caliber of Thurman Thomas? Oh, you know, he played with he, 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 he played with him now. Now we're actually making these kind of comparisons. He never played with this person. He never played with that person. No, man. Saying, no. No. That's, that's not. That's not. That's not how you make an apples to apples comparison, man. You don't start talking about the team and breaking it down. It's already different. What are you talking about? It's not. It's, it'll never be apples to apples. It's not one guy. Standing against the wall, who do you take? No, he, he, you're right. Drew Brees has never played with a Hall of Fame running back. No. So what? That impact? Lots of, quarter, lots of quarterbacks that I would put in front of Drew Brees have never played with a Hall of Fame running back. So what? I can't wait to see your list. Well, uh, I'm going to end this discussion. I'm stopping. Okay, well, it's getting kind of early, huh? I hadn't even really gotten started. No, no. I'm interested to see your list because we're. I'm, I'm hoping he's. I'm hoping he stays at the way that we're the way we're talking. I'm hoping he stays in the top fifteen, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Listen, okay, Kelly. If I give you Kelly, Drew Brees, that he's at five. If I give you Kelly, he's at five or six. You're not gonna tell me Steve Young. You're not gonna tell me Phil Sims. Because your metrics is all off, so I just need to. Look I'm, at not, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to tell you, Steve Young, huh? You, you, you. I mean, come on. You, come on, don't go. There. I'm not going to tell you, Steve Young. Come on, don't go there, Steve Young. That's a, your same argument against you is against um, Terrell Davis. He he did it for how long? Two, three years. Get out of here, man. God, Steve Young did it for like ten years. What are you talking about? Man, just stop it. Stop it. The, okay. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait to put this thing together. And just because you're talking the way you're talking, uh, I, I may have to put Steve Young. I, I will put Steve Young ahead of Drew Brees. And we'll just see where it ends up like after that. <laughs> Kurt Warner. Is Kurt Warner better than Drew Brees? I would say no. I can't wait to see your list, man, because we're down. I know. I know. I we're, can't wait for you to see it. Like you're going to have Lynn Dawson on your list. You're going you're gonna to have you, – your list is going to be crazy. And I, already, I, already said, I already said I was cutting it off. I already said I was cutting it off. <laughs> it was all those guys, man. Oh, 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 I didn't say Bart Starr was going to be on the list. I didn't say Paul Horning was going to be on the list. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't check your grads and block on the ghost of those guys, man. man Slow down. Right. I know it's gonna start with it's gonna start with Terry Bradshaw and we're gonna go from there. You're gonna start with Terry Bradshaw and Troy Eggman. Again. I mean, bro, you you could only you, you can only put him down so far, bro. He he's gonna be six or seven, bro. I'm already I'm already Ooh. know. I'm already knowing. Man. If you've got any, any football knowledge at all, bro, he's already going to be 65. I'm going to stop this. we got to get the other stuff, man. You can't be bogging me down on Drew Brees, bro. Oh, I'm going to let the folks go take a break. You can pass them, stretch. I'm sorry, folks. Hold on.
All right, good guy. Man, I hope you cooled off a little bit over there. Um, I I can't wait to the fans hear your list next week, and I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to hold you to this list of where you have Drew Brees on your list after you do your homework. But on this date, man, years ago, 2004, Barry Bonds hit home run number 700. Now, are those home runs tainted in your eyes? Um, you know, I I would take off maybe 15%. You're going to take off a little 15% for the flat oil? For whatever was going on over there at Balco. Uh, again, he's never been convicted of anything, so... Okay. I would say 15% is a good number for that. Well, here's somebody's point about 20 years earlier that you won't be taking home runs, you won't be taking away. Reggie Jackson hit his five, uh, 500th home run seven years after he first joined the major leagues. So that was 1984. Reggie Jackson did that, hit home run number 500. Uh, those are little, some fun facts from this day back in history. Cleavon, so we didn't get to finish our list there. You you started zoning out about Drew Brees. So we both had the Falcons, and we agreed that that was a – well, you thought it was a better win for the Falcons. I thought it was a worse loss for the Eagles. And then we already talked about the Cleveland Browns. So once you get the spread, Cleavon, you got, you're perfect this week. So good job out of you. I had the Chargers, Seahawks. And the Eagles, the Eagles lost, the Seahawks didn't cover, and the Chargers lost, obviously. So, uh, okay. Another, be, sure, be sure to uh, record those uh, five bonus points for the perfection. Appreciate it. Well, you'll see next week how I added the points, and unfortunately, you didn't how, get How it's reflected? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, good work out of you, but. I, for the for the week, I'm still one off, still right, still leading for the picks against uh, the correct picks for the season, but uh, no consolation where I'm right now. 66% behind Mr. Cleveland in the points against the spread, so good work out of you. I expect to saying that much this season. What games are you looking forward to seeing this week, big guy? I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Falcons and the Colts where most, many people won't be interested in that one, I'm sure. And the Texans and the Chargers, I want to see how the two brothers can uh, match up against each other. The Watt brothers, the younger son, on uh, Derek Watt on the Chargers, playing against, obviously, J.J. Watt. What game are you looking up forward to seeing? Oh, without question, the number one game I'm looking forward to seeing is the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens. And that's the way you got that up. Lamar Jackson's kind of come out of the shoot. Uh, it's been extremely impressive. Uh, let's see how that works when he's coming up against the Gatling gun uh, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're going to have to continue that type of, you know, accuracy, um, that type of efficiency for an entire game. And those guys leave so many points. I mean, they, they so much remind me of the greatest show on turf in the fact that they just leave so many points on the table that they just, like, they don't care about it. It's like they just know they're just going to score more points. I'm speaking from a fantasy football perspective here because I saw a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes to Miko Hart in 60 yards. They got called back on a holding, and they just act like it wasn't a big deal. Game one, 
I saw Mahomes miss a wide open Kelsey in the end zone. It's like, you know, it's no big deal. You know, 40-plus 40, 40 points a game is what they're expecting. So um, to see what the Ravens can do and what Lamar Jacks can do with that type of pressure on him to continue to score these guys should be quite interesting. Uh, who who do you pick in that game? That's a big pick the Kansas City Chiefs, my friend. I don't yeah. think I'm going to pick against the Kansas City Chiefs all season, man. Uh, okay. <clears throat> From a fantasy perspective, get your game up. That's what I got to say to you. In a, in Excuse a- me? I beg your pardon? And get your game up, sir. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And what is your record this season so far? Oh, my record, I'm in the... I'm in contention. That's all that matters. I'm okay. Because I'm, look, I'm looking, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Stat person. I'm looking at my stat sheet here, and I'm seeing 0 2. I, I, I see you haven't won a game so far. Oh, and I, I, and I, it, I'm sorry. As I look further down the list, it looks like you had the second lowest point total of the entire week. Um, less than less than 83 points. Oh, is that what you see? Yeah, I'm 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 not impressed with uh, the Cam's Champs or whatever the name of your team is. Yeah, they're yeah they're underachieving so far. Yeah, they're under. Me, I got me, I got kind of you know I got kind of a uh, you know side swiped by uh, Christian McCaffrey not being able to uh, you know produce the way he typically is able of producing. And also, I played a team that had the New England Patriots defense against the Miami Dolphins offense which led to another 35 points. So I'm sure you of all people can relate to that, right? How, how that loss could have happened adverse you just not being able to score any points. I'm not quite sure. I'm a little concerned for your team. Well, well, my team has got off to a slow start. There's 13 other weeks to go, and that's all, that's all we have to say. If we got off to a slow start, we're looking to correct this right away. You know, we're we're, we're going to get better. That's about the best I can say that. Right now, you're up. You got one victory on me. That's all. That's my only main concern. I'm one game behind, and that's easily made up. As we as we'll see this week when we get to our picks that need to be made. Uh, we both agree the Dolphins, Tennessee, Buffalo, Green Bay. I got I got Atlanta rebounding against the Colts. What in that game? What what gives you confidence? Are you conf- that confident in percent or? No confidence in Atlanta. Is this your travel theory? They got to travel a little bit north. What, what's going on there? Travel theory. Um, the first, the first quarter, I always type, like to stick with the uh, the home teams, and um, unless the road team is just further superior, as in you know, I mean, the Patriots going to Miami last week, um, I usually go with the home team. Okay, we both have Green Bay. <laughs> I mentioned that. We both at KC over the Ravens. Do you think the Ravens? I don't see you picking the Ravens to keep it close or anything, but you talking loud. It's not going to be close, my friend. It's, it's going to be a blowout. Okay, we got Minnesota over the Raiders, New England over the Jets. I have Carolina. I should have changed that actually. I meant to change that Carolina, but I didn't change that because I already wrote it down. But I had Carolina before. We heard about Cam and not playing, so we'll see if uh, – I don't even know who Cam's backup is, but we'll see if the coach, Riviera, can get him ready for this season and or this, the next game anyway. Arizona, you got Arizona, I understand why. Uh, Tampa Bay, we both agree on Tampa Bay. 
we agree on most of these games because there's only a couple games we do not agree on. Um, we both got Chicago, <clears throat> excuse me, over the Redskins, the Rams over the Browns, Seahawks over the Saints, San Francisco over the Steelers, Chargers over the Texans. That's going to be a pretty good game, quietly. Uh, points against the spread, I have Atlanta, the Chargers, and the Rams. You have New England. You're taking these 20-point you're, – you're that confident. You're taking these 20-point uh, margins that they're giving, huh? I'm yeah. taking the Molly Wampins. Yeah. I'm uh, taking Dallas just just bruising up Miami. I'm taking New England just bruising up the Jets. And then my third one, though, yeah, give me those points. Uh, the Cardinals, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I, I see that. I hope Miami wins. I hope Miami beat these cowgirls. I really do. I know you do, Ken. I know you do. <laughs> I really do. Um, a confidence pick, we got Seattle. I have Seattle, one point. Chargers, Rams, two and three points. Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots at number four or five. The same as you, you have KC in there in Seattle and Minnesota as your number one pick. So we'll see how those things shake out. Um did you come up with your best plays in history, sir? I certainly did come up with my best plays in history. I'm eager to let you know how they go, my friend. Um, let me pull up my list here. You go ahead and <clears throat> top three plays on your list, bro. Top three plays of all time. Coming in at number three, David Tyree helmet catch in the Super Bowl to okay. stop the run of the undefeated New England Patriots. That's number three. Okay. Number two, the immaculate reception. Lynn Swan getting the snot pitch knocked out of him by a decade. Somehow, Franco Harris puts his hands underneath the ball, picks it up, runs for a touchdown. That's number two. Wow. Okay. And number one, Beast Quake, man. Okay. Marshawn Lynch running through the New Orleans Saints, creating such a ruckus at CenturyLink Field that it caused an earthquake. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I understand why you picked Marshawn Lynch as Beast Quake number one. I get it. I totally get it. But I'm surprised at how that would be number one, considering your flawed Super Bowl theory. And do you have a Super Bowl play in there? A play from the Super Bowl? Yes, it was number three. It was the David Tyree helmet catch that okay. stopped the 16-0 and perfect season. Okay. That was number three. I'm sorry, that was number three. So one out of three points with your flawed Super Bowl theory, one out of three plays is a Super Bowl play. Okay. I actually kind of like that, <clears throat> but I'm surprised with your flawed theory that you would come up with that. Um. That you, you took me off guard with that. But I get it. I have Beastquake. I wasn't sure where to place it. I, I had it at one or two. I wasn't sure to place it. And I, I just couldn't. I have one, two that immediately come to my mind. And these are all playoff wins because I do, as as much as I think your your Super Bowl argument is flawed for create, saying these player, players are better than other players because they have a Super Bowl, you don't understand a mm-hmm. team the team dynamic. I totally get it. You're a tennis player. You you, you missed that part. I get it. <laughs> got you. So I'm not going to hold that against you. I'm not going to hold it, and I'm just going to call it flawed and leave it at that. So 
I, I, do, I, I do understand it. However, there's some plays in here that happen in the playoff time as a beast quake. That's what made that play so large. If it happened in week 12, it would have been nice. It would have been great. It wouldn't have been as spectacular as what it actually meant. Because that meant the team was moving on. That's what why that was. He was carrying the weight of the city on to the next step. But that's what made it so great. I totally get that. I didn't know where to place that one. But you missed some, you missed some plays. I mean, oh, I'm listening. Just, the play with Marshall Falk shook up the whole Cleveland Browns team on a 30-yard play to the end zone. Um, it just it was a simple play in week nine or ten that was excellent, but some novice people just miss it because they don't understand the greatness of him stopping and starting and cutting and moving and even there was a little power in there, but it was all quickness and just shakes and knowing the field, et cetera. I, football IQ getting it done. It was next, next, next. Big Ben to Santonio Holmes. To win the Super Bowl against the Arizona Cardinals? Tight rope, and that was tight. I would, I would definitely, if, if again, if we extended it, if we extended the list out a little bit further than three. Well, I think oh, that's, man, that's definitely mentioned. I mean, even to like maybe six, that, that's definitely on there. The play happened earlier before that happened at the end of the game. I should have went to this one first. That happened before the game was Harrison. Interception. That was amazing. These are just great plays in football. I can tell you about Tony Tony Dorsett's 100 yards where you know about that play. I can tell you about – I can ask you about – Bro, if you just want to get into the essence of just the beauty of, just the beauty of football, <laughs> man, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about a run that uh, Purple Jesus had against the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, where he broke out. He juked left, juked right. He juked this guy, ran past this guy, completely ran over the safety, and didn't even get into the end zone. It was the most beautiful run I ever saw outside of Eric Dickerson. Well, that, but we're talking, about the top three players, we're talking about the top three players of all time. Listen, there was a play, and, and so this is on my list, and this is, I would love to argue this with anybody. This play, all this play did was got a first down. Mark Ingram in the Super Bowl in 1990 when the team needed – it was third and 13. If they don't get the ball, they're punting back to the Denver Broncos. He got he got the ball at five yards, shook five players to get the first down, and the Giants continue to run with um, – I think it was not Joe Morris, but the guy after Joe Morris. I have a brain fart again. Rodney uh, Hampton. Yeah. Right. It went on to win the Super Bowl with Rodney Hampton. I mean, that was just – a. Small play in the Super Bowl in the biggest of moments when they had to have a third quarter, third, third and 15, or third and 13, he catches the ball with five, a third-yard out route. And it took, oh, he, he had to get five players, get through five defenders to get the third, to get the first down. It was just the most beautiful play, shaking, shook a couple, ran over a couple, broke a tackle, spin on another. Well, it was so beautiful what he did just within the 13 yards. I mean, it was just, just within that. So, the game is – I was just asking, wanted to know your opinion since they're having the top 100 plays, man. I just can't get enough of it um, on TV. I just wanted to know your opinion on what you thought were the best plays in NFL history. But we do have agree on the beast quick. I just didn't know where to put that. Do you put that number one? This Mark, this Mark Ingram play is sticks in my mind just because of the, the nuts and the grit it took 
to get that first down. And that's how important the game is to me or was to me. And that's why that play, I can, I can talk about Garrison. I put, I put that, here's, here's two reasons I put that Marshall, excuse me, that uh, Marshall Lynch run, number one. First off, we had a play where you pushed the dude, you didn't get off him. So he pushed the dude again and just pushed him off him. Yeah. Yeah. I Kept mean, running. The whole crowd got so hyped, it caused an earthquake, man. It was, and it then was, it also launched a dynasty. That was the. That hey, was, you knew that behind, behind yeah, this dude was, ran the ball? Oh, man. That was that was there was, that was huge again. That was that was monumental ever. Um, just his show of balance, speed, power, want to attitude. I mean, you saw it all come out on that single play. If somebody wants you to know who is Marshawn Lynch, you play that play and they have to say, oh, "Okay, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. get why." So excited, I get it right there. And that's what he showed. And man, he showed that in Buffalo too. So I was. I knew when he went to Seattle, he was going to be that uh, white, Linda White figure. He was going to be that Linda White figure, but he was better than Linda White, so he was going to be, he was going to get the ball. I knew he was going to get the ball when when they made that trade. Uh, Because, again, we had to deal with him in in Miami. I saw him twice a year. So I I knew who that cat was, who that cat was. And, yeah, that, it all came out right there in that one play. If you ever wanted to know who that guy is, Showing that play, and they they have to get it. But yeah, man, I can go, man. Walter Payton against KC, where he shook twelve players just to get a first down, and I mean that was on the serial serial uh, Wheaties commercials, right? For years, I remember that. Errol Campbell versus the Rams, where he put the helmet in Deuce's chest. I mean, Gail Sayers doing the thing. I mean, there were so many just great plays. That play with Jim Brown against the Colts, man, I could watch that for for days. Amazing, I can watch I mean, that for. Dude, dude, how do you put put a move on one dude, fake like you're going to spin, but then spin on him. Like, you're going to fake it and then give him the double spin on it. It was like, come on, Jim Brown was giving it to them cats. But, Cleveland, I want to thank you for, again for joining joining me this weekend. There's a lot of football, man, and I think the people appreciate this fantasy football team. Yeah, you guys are up on me. Um, O2, I see you banding your, your guys together and uh, trying to team up. But, as I told you, that won't work. This is just a – a setback for a comeback, folks. Setback for a comeback, folks. Please run and let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. They can find me uh, on Twitter at Cleveland Wonder. They can find me on Instagram at Cleveland Steel. Once again, folks, please subscribe, rate, and review our show. And thank you for making our voice your choice. Mr. Cleveland, thank you, Chief. No problem. Drew Brees with next week. Drew Brees next week, folks. You heard him. All right, big guy. All right, take him. Hello, fans. Cameron here. I want to talk to you guys about the LA News Observer and their group of newspapers that cover the Southern California market. They have papers in Bakersfield, Los Angeles, in the Valley, San Fernando, and San Gabriel. This paper is filled with talented writers, content that covers everything from sports to politics to current events. The website is www.ognsc.com. That's the LA News Observer. You can find it at www. 
www.ognsc.com. Thank you for making our boards your choice.